You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we covered the Chargers for five seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I now write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, thank you for tuning in today. We are continuing our game week coverage for you guys with a giant game Number one under Brandon Staley coming up this weekend with the Washington football team. So thank you to anyone who's checking out the show for the first time today. And another thank you to our loyal fans for checking back in with us. And don't forget, the best way to make sure you never miss a show is to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. On today's show, guys, we have a good one because we do have some updates from Brandon Staley on injuries to Mike Williams and Brian Bulaga. We'll also talk about Ryan Smith, the special team specialist or special teams, a special team specialist just sounds like too much. Special teams ace Ryan Smith heading to injured reserve and being out at least three weeks. And we'll also talk about them bringing back Keeman Hall and a new travel plan to help the Chargers when they play going from the West Coast to the East Coast. And then in segments two and three, we'll get into Twitter Tuesday. And you guys brought some great questions again. We're going to be talking today about how the Chargers replaced the speed of Tyron Johnson since they decided to waive him. We'll also talk about who has the higher expectations, offense or defense. And then to wrap up the show, we'll also be getting into what matchups we are most excited to see matchups, obviously, like Rashawn Slater versus Chase Young. And we'll also be getting into who's the one player that nobody is talking about that is vital for a win this Sunday and why. So also make sure to check back in with us tomorrow, guys, because we are going to be having the Athletics' Daniel Popper on the show to preview this upcoming game and preview this season for the Chargers. But before we get into all that, first I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, David, so we finally got to hear from the Chargers after some radio silence from there, and it was nice to see Brandon Staley back on the microphone, and he did give us some updates, and I want to start here with Brian Bulaga, who did practice, I do want to start with that, but he's also banged up, and when asked about it in the presser, Brandon Staley seemed kind of to play a little bit coy with whether he was going to play or not, which, of course, after seeing Brian Bulaga miss so much time, not just not starting games, but also having to leave games leaves you a little bit concerned, right? Because we were already worried about the depth a little bit. It's nice to see him out there practicing, but obviously this is something you don't want to see heading into week one, even though so far the injuries have been much better. They have been a lot better, but Brian Belaga is such an important piece to this offensive line. He's really the only returning member to this starting five a guy who has a lot of experience in the NFL, but unfortunately the last couple of years, Daniel, he just has not been able to stay healthy as you just talked about. But for him going into this season, I feel like they really spent a lot of time trying to put a, put together a good plan on giving him rest days and trying to lessen his workload throughout training camp. But it doesn't seem like it's really had that great of an effect because he's going into week one with an injury. It's really just not the way you want this season to start out for an aging veteran who has had a history of injury problems. Daniel, it just doesn't give you the best feeling for him to start his season. Well, and this is one of the things, too. I mean, we heard a lot of times throughout the preseason, too, hey, if this was a game week, we'd be seeing these guys, right? And Brian Bulago was included in that 
a couple of times. And now that's kind of getting to the point where the rubber has to meet the road at some point. And I think that with Brian Bulanga, just because he's dealing with this right now, it doesn't necessarily mean this is going to be any worse than last season, right? It definitely still could be better. Obviously, we're just saying this is a bad sign, but he could be out there and he could look good on Sunday. And they're going to need him against a very talented front on the Washington football team. But for Brian Bulaga, just not the start. And you know they're trying to go with him on a plan that's going to help him play as much as possible. At a certain point, though, there's only so much a training staff can do. So I assume that they're doing the best that they can. You're just going to have to maybe lower your expectations on whether that's going to be playing every game throughout the entire 17-game season. But obviously, we're hoping for the best. But there was some good news because he did say that Mike Williams is on track to play. If anyone remembers last year in the 2020 season, he was like doubtful pretty much after like a shoulder injury that he sustained in practice to play the first week of the season, was able to go out there in a sloppy game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But he has been banged up again during this training camp. Another guy is Justin Jackson, who seems fully healthy. So that's some more good news. But with Mike Williams, it's another thing, David, where just you don't want to see something early on. But he is still at this point a big part of this offense. Like we all expect big things from Josh Palmer, but he's easily the second most established receiver in the Chargers wide receiver core. And they'll need him out there on Sunday against the football team. Mike Williams is a big play guy. He's a guy who, when you need a big catch, when you need him to jump over guys, he's going to do that. He's shown in his career that he has a propensity to have success out jumping the defender and making big catches when the Chargers need it. This is a big year for him. It's it's a contract year for him. He needs to go out there and be productive. And an injury with his physical play style, with the way he falls, it's not really conducive to his game. So hopefully he is feeling good and he can go out there and be Mike Williams. And he needs to because he's in a contract year and he has a lot to prove and a lot to lose this season. He also has a chance in Joe Lombardi's offense to be a big factor, according to Joe Lombardi. So it's going to be interesting, and I'm very excited to see how he is deployed in his first game in this new offense. But one of the under-looked-into aspects of this game has to be the special teams because the Chargers were bad last season. We're hoping for improvement, and we like Darius Swinton. But one of the guys they brought in specifically for that was Ryan Smith, who Brandon Staley suggested today is now on injured reserve, and the Chargers have brought back Keeman Hall to take that spot, which isn't very surprising. I mean, you need a guy there because you know that they're going to be relying on four special teams. With Keeman Hall, though, this is a very important game. I mean, it does make me a little bit nervous having a guy that's that young out there playing a key role on special teams, given the struggles we've seen. At the same time, though, big opportunity for him, filling in for Ryan Smith to fill in a big role on special teams because if he's not playing well on special teams, they might try somebody else out. With Ryan Smith on short-term IR, this is like a three-game audition for Keeman Hall to see how he does in that role, see if maybe he gets some some opportunities on defense to see what he can do. He showed well in some limited snaps in training camp and in the preseason, so hopefully he can take some of that momentum forward and help impact the Chargers special teams and do whatever the Chargers asked him to do in Ryan Smith's absence. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, maybe it's a three-week <laughs> test, but maybe they would try somebody else from the practice squad, right, if he struggles early on. Maybe they bring someone else in entirely. I'm not saying point. that just because I don't think Keeman Hall can do it. I'm just saying that's kind of what's at stake for him as a guy who is brought in and his brain is daily, as said, was kept over other guys because of his abilities on special teams. But another thing we found out, David, from Brain Staley, which was interesting, 
was hearing that he's going to have the team show up a day later than before on their East Coast road trip, trying to keep the Chargers most comfortable heading into their first game. Yeah, I kind of really like this, Daniel, because it keeps these guys, as Brandon Staley put it, in their bed for another night to keep their sleep schedule on schedule. And he's already talked about in the past how important getting quality sleep is for them to go out there and perform their best. So, yes, they're going to travel on Saturdays this year. They're going to get them in meetings and, you know, basically handle them throughout the day and get them in a night meeting and then have them go to sleep and get them ready to play football in the morning. That's how Brandon Staley wants that. That's how it's going to be set up. And hopefully that pays dividends for the Chargers this year. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some sort of sleep doctor, you know, that can tell you how much that's going to affect the Chargers. But I am in favor of trying to do things a little bit different. I am in favor of trying cutting edge, at least theories, right? Thoughts, trying to keep these guys more comfortable for as much of the week as possible. Those are all things that I think could absolutely benefit them because at a certain point they're going to get there. There's only so much time ever to get acclimated to, you know, going to the East Coast time zone. It's hard for the players and they've struggled in years past having to make that trip as do a lot of West Coast teams going East. But we'll see how it works out this weekend because the Chargers have a very tough matchup in the first game for this new offense in the first game for Brandon Staley. So we're going to get into some Twitter questions that you guys brought in. Coming up after this, we'll be getting into how the Chargers replace the speed of Tyron Johnson and who has higher expectations in week one, the Chargers offense or the Chargers defense. We'll get into that coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that right now is the best time to get in on the action and we only bet with betonline.ag. Football season is here, guys. I mean, this is the pinnacle of sports betting going on right now. The best time of the year to bet on sports. It's football and there's so many in-game and future bets to pick on and just Right now, the Chargers are one-point favorites against the Washington football team. That's a tough spot, David. I mean, that's going to be a really, really close call. But right now, BetOnline has so many other options, too. A lot of big-time deals they have going on, including Online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Or you guys can also make sure you take advantage of the opening day super promo where you can make a bet on Thursday, September 9th in the season opener between the Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And you can get refunded up to $25 on that bet, even if you lose four new customers when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. But it's not even just sports. You can even bet on your favorite Vegas casino games at Bet Online, And it's the only place where we put our money. But get in on the action now, guys. It's football season. It's time to go. Let's go make some money at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys. Well, now it's time to get into Twitter Tuesday, and I'm so glad we get to do this, David, just because now it's Twitter Tuesday questions about the game going on this weekend. We have a game to talk about. And thank you, guys, you, Jesus. We made it. And thank you to Chargers fans who brought some content to us today. We wanted to know what you guys were thinking about going into the first game. And I have a couple here to start with, David, really a two for one here. We have one of the followers that we've, you know, gone back and forth, especially David and Alvin have gone back and forth a couple of times. And also Bruce Craft asking a very similar question that I think is fair. And that is from Bruce Craft, how do we replace the speed of Tyron Johnson? I know Guyton had speed, but not like Johnson. And Alvin saying, should speed be a concern, especially with the wide receiver course? So this is what I'll say. I mean, I definitely think that I wanted the Chargers to get faster, right? You always want your team to be faster. I thought with Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson, you had a couple of guys that you could feel good about. And we saw both of those guys make big plays last season, even really filling the same role sometimes. So 
I do think that Jalen Guyton, I mean, I don't think he's much slower than Tyron Johnson. I just think it with Jalen Guyton, it's never been about the speed. I mean, we've seen him get behind the defense. It's more, is he going to hang on to it once it gets there? So I do think there is a little bit of concern for me, David, with the depth of speed at wide receiver, because really after Jalen Guyton, none of those guys have really great speed. Yeah, but this is the guy that the Chargers wanted. They chose Jalen Guyton over Tyron Johnson, and you're right, there isn't a big gap in speed. Tyron Johnson ran a 4-3-4, and Jalen Guyton runs a 4-3-9. So it's not really like there's a gigantic disparity between their speed. That There's not. And also, I don't think it's as much of a concern because... The Chargers and Joe Lombardi said that he wants a diverse wide receiver room because they're going to use some tempo. They're going to use some groupings, some personnel groupings to stress the defense. So they want guys that can do all different kinds of things. So they got Jalen Guyton, their speed guy. They have Mike Williams, their jump ball guy. They got Keenan Allen, the guy who has an amazing first step, who's a savvy veteran, who runs very precise routes and gets open, has strong hands. Also, they have the rookie in Josh Palmer, who has some similar skills, very good route running, some good speed, some good physicality to the position. They have all the types of receivers that Joe Lombardi wanted for this offense. So now the question is, how is Joe Lombardi going to use those weapons? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with Joe Lombardi, there is going to be a lot of eyes on him. We'll get to that during this show. But I just think that you like to have reserves, right? And you like to have guys that can't take the top off the defense more than one of them because Jalen Guyton's already been banged up at a certain point. If he's not out there, you don't have anyone that can fill that role. He's the only obvious deep but But I do think, you know, Keenan Allen could be better on deep balls this season, even without that speed. Josh Palmer had a great ability to track balls in the air on deep balls and create separation late in the route in college. That really surprised me. So there is other ways to get the ball down the field in those one-on-one matchups. I mean, ask Mike Williams, who you just throw it up to at times, right? So there is other ways to get the ball down the field. Of course, I would like it if they had more speed, but you have to think that everyone kind of has a role and they're trying to get the smartest, right? The best overall receivers at that position, which Joe Lombardi has really valued. The smart route runners, the guys who know exactly where they need to be and all those things, which might've even played a part in Tyron Johnson not being there. But let's get to the next question here from our Twitter Tuesday questions. This one is going to be from David Anderson, who asked, who has the higher expectation week one, the defense or the offense? Which side of the ball will be deciding factor for a Chargers win? So, David, I know what I'm going to say. I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, this one might be a little confusing, but the Chargers defense, I feel like, has the higher expectations because... Brandon Staley's pedigree, he ran the number one defense in the NFL last year, and the stars that the Chargers have collected on the defensive side. Guys like Darwin James, Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray, guys they expect to impact every level of the defense. But I feel like for this specific game on Sunday, the Chargers offense is more important for victory because of that dominant Washington football team defense that they're going against on that side of the ball. So the offense is going to have to score points. I think there's a couple of great defenses, but the offense is going to be the differentiating factor. And I'll go the exact opposite for different reasons. So I'm going to say that the expectations are higher for the offense. And I'll tell you why. And it's because you know what the expectations are for Justin Herbert. There's not many other second year quarterbacks that have the kind of expectations or even young quarterbacks that have the expectations of Justin Herbert heading into the season. The other part of it is you have an offensive line who's expected to be much better than the offensive line that was out there last year 
going up against a really, really good Washington football team front. And you also have the Joe Lombardi aspect of it as well, where he has to prove that he can make it work with what's obviously a very, very talented offense with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer and Justin Herbert and all of these guys, Jerry Cook, you know, you can throw even a couple more guys into that list. So I will also switch it up for the latter of it, though, and say that I think the Chargers defense is going to be the pivotal thing in this game because I do think that the Chargers offense could struggle at times. I think they need the defense to keep them in this game by limiting Washington's offense. And I also think that they might need to get a couple of turnovers to set the offense in good positions to get something done offensively at times. So it is funny because I like both of our reasonings, even though we went with the exact opposite thing there, the exact opposite approach, David. That's what brings the spice to this show, the yin and the yang. We agree on a lot, but we also have our times where we have very different opinions, but I feel like we both bring good reasons for it. There's high expectations around the Chargers right now, too. Just There is. There's a lot of excitement around the new coaching staff, around what we know to be a very talented team and some guys potentially on the verge of breaking out and becoming more household names. Because I think when most people think of the Chargers defense, they think of two people, right? And it's Joey Bosa and it's Derwin James. There's a lot of those guys who aren't household names at this point yet. But let's get to this last question here in this segment from Superfan Zach. And this is a fun one here, David, because he's asking, what game day food are we going with when we watch the Chargers beat the football team? So go ahead. What are you going to be eating on the first NFL game day of the season? I mean, I think it's only fitting that it's buffalo wings and beer. (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm going with. I know that's a classic and that might be a boring answer, but it's kind of a tradition. It's a traditional football food. I'm going with wings, and I like a Hefeweizen, so I'm going with some Blue Moon to wash it all down. Yeah, I don't hate that. I mean, that's that's a classic pick. You know, that's the number one combo, I think, wings and beer. I definitely might order some wings. I'm going to go with an underrated part of game day, though. I'm going chips and dip, specifically tortilla chips, guacamole. I mean, I could just eat that all day on NFL Sundays. I mean, that's one of my favorite things. And a key ingredient on game day to have something that you can go munch on at all times, like some chips and guacamole. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I already got my stuff set up. I'm ready to go. The other thing, I do not eat during Chargers games. I can't do it for whatever Too reason. nervous. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I mean, there's definitely some level of nerves there. Oh, as I mean, I've watched this team and covered this team, you know, my entire life pretty much at this point, at least my And, entire. Uh, oh, yeah, you have to have beer because one of the other sayings about this team is that this team will make you drink. Yeah. So have it close by. There will be some sort of alcohol. I mean, it might be White Claws. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It might be White Claws. I could be a little White Clawed up when we get together for that <laughs> Sunday night show after the game. I know, yeah, you know, you can laugh, but when you put away as many as I do, you need something that's a little lighter. You have to do what you got to do. I'm not going to judge anyone, but you you heard my pick. Time to move on to the next segment. We have more Twitter questions to get into. Coming up right after this, we're going to be talking about who a surprise starter could be and what Chargers Nation would think if Joshua Kelly busted out for 100 yards and a couple of scores. We'll also talk about what matchups we're most excited for and also get into the player that nobody is talking about that could make a big difference in Sunday's win, and we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that if there's ever any kind of auto part that you need, there's only one place to go, and that is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? 
you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save some time and some money with using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 to 50 or even 100% more for the same parts? With Rock Auto, whether you're a mechanic or a daily driver, everybody gets the same great price with Rock Auto. And right now, you can go to rockauto.com to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I also need to tell you guys how I'm going to be watching the game on Sunday, and that is with DirecTV Stream, which is going to help you get your TV together. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings the live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no more need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, David, well, we do have some more Twitter questions to get into, and I'm just so excited to be talking about this game. Like, there's definitely a new energy kind of, you can just feel it coming. It's getting so close now that I'm just, you can feel football in there. We got a dose of college football. Now it's NFL's time to take the center stage on Sunday, and I just love that we get to talk about this right now. It's just it's the most the best. wonderful time of the year. Of course, we love offseason stuff, but the, you know, game weeks just hit different. Game days just hit a little bit different. So we have some more Twitter questions to get into here. Let's start with the Big Red Bolts fan. We had a voicemail yesterday, making it back onto the show today. He says, who do you think will possibly be a surprise starter for the Chargers? And what do you think Bolts fan Twitter would look like if Josh Kelly busted out 100 yards and two scores into the last part of it, David? It might burn down. Like the Chargers fan base might burn down if Joshua Kelly would do that. I'd have to shout out Ryan DeRude, who's definitely a Josh Kelly lover, right? But that's something that nobody sees coming. If Josh Kelly runs for 100 yards and two touchdowns, I think people would be shocked. I think they'd be astonished, but in a great unexpected surprise type of way. And I think that's how it should be taken. But I'd love to see it. Do I expect it? No, I don't. But as far as an unexpected starter, I think that that person for me is Storm Norton. I just don't feel comfortable with the prospects That's a good of girl. Brian Bulaga being able to complete this season healthy. I want to see it. I hope it happens. I really do. But just what I've seen recent history show us, I just can't get on board mentally with the idea of that happening. So for that reason, I'm going Storm Norton. Yeah, I mean, you have to wonder how much of a surprise that would be, right? Just given what we've seen in our short, you know, time covering Brian Bulaga. It it just sucks that that's what the case is. And I think it depends what you think of a surprise. And if you're talking about the season or just for a game, like Kyler Fackrell will probably be a starter in this game. I feel like I'm comfortable saying, like, I think there's a good chance he's the starting edge rusher across from Joey Bosa when you see the Chargers out there. That would be a little bit surprising, you know, but if you've kind of read the way things have been going, maybe not so much. I guess the other big one would be maybe Kazir White. If he got the first snap of the game over Drew Tranquil, I think it will be somewhat of a linebacker by committee with this team. You will see probably through all three of them on the field that sometimes, but for the most part, it's only going to be two of them. 
between Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, and Kazir White. Maybe he's out there for snap one. I mean, I think Asante Samuel Jr. will probably be out there with the starting nickel unit. So I think it just kind of depends what you think about when you're thinking about a starter. But I think the snap count is probably more important to pay attention to rather than who's starting in air quotes. No, that's 100% correct. Yeah, you're right about that. Let's get to the next question here from Dante Jackson, which is actually, I believe, a Carolina defensive back that intercepted Justin Justin Herbert last year. Let's hear what Dante Jackson has for us. And Dante Jackson said, what matchup are you most excited to see? For me, it would be Slater versus Chase. So I have an unconventional answer here, David. I have a couple, but what are you going with first? I actually also have a couple, but I would say that matchup that you just talked about that Dante Jackson brought up, that's the low-hanging fruit. I think we all want to see that matchup. That's a matchup that's kind of been brewing from college now that's going to manifest itself in the NFL. So we all want to see that matchup. But for me, I'm looking at two matchups that I had in mind were Terry McLaurin versus Michael Davis and Keenan Allen versus William Jackson and Kendall Fuller. Those are some phenomenal cornerbacks against Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners in the NFL. And Michael Davis, after getting the big contract, going up against a really nice test in McLaurin, who's an up-and-coming wide receiver who is really looking looking to break out this year. And I wonder if Derwin James draws that matchup at all. Derwin James versus Terry McLaurin, potentially, on big downs, if they really need to get off the field. That could be something that I would definitely pay money to see. And I think for the offensive line, it's more just, I mean, the one that concerns me, right, would definitely be Chase Young versus Storm Norton, right? But he's not the only guy. I mean, you're talking about Montez Sweat as well, Deron Payne on the interior, Matt Ioannidis. I mean, they have a lot of dudes. Jonathan Allen is another one. So the entire offensive line in that matchup versus that defensive front is going to be one of the matchups I want to watch. But I think that Justin Herbert... And Joe Lombardi versus this Washington defense is going to be the matchup to watch here because I think that is, you know, the Chargers are going to get a really, really good test in week one with an offense that we've never seen run at really full speed, right? We've never seen what it looks like with live reps in a real game with Justin Herbert where it's full tackle. We just haven't seen it yet. They're going up against a probably top five potentially defense in the league. So that's going to be a great matchup to watch. We do have another one here. I do want to try to get into all of these. 619 Shaggy asked us on Twitter, what's both of your predictions for the Herbert stat line at the end of the game? And how many sacks does Washington football team get? So, David, what's the stat line? How many times does he get sacked? Yeah, so I think the stat line for me is going to be a, probably a little bit lower as far as the passing yards is concerned. I'm going to go 240 passing yards and two touchdowns. But I think he's going to throw in like 50 yards rushing. I, I really okay. feel good about his ability to get some traction on the ground. And I also think this might be surprising, but I think this offensive line is only going to give up one sack. And I think it's because they're going to do a lot to max protect and try to help, especially on that right side. Yeah, I think for me, I'm going to go a little bit more with the yardage for Herbert because I do think this could be a game where they struggle to get the running game going because I do think that is one of the things that's going to take longer for this offensive line to kind of get together than the pass protecting aspect of it. Getting a successful running game, which is something that would be a huge leap from last year to this year. For the passing game, they still were many times successful. The running game wasn't often successful. That's something that has to get figured out. And I think with the Chargers offensive line, I think they'll pass protect better early on. But I think that Herbert's going to have to do more with his arm. I'm saying that Herbert goes 278, three touchdowns, but also one interception 
in this one. That is an interesting point, though, about the rushing yards because we really don't know how much payroll the Chargers are going to put Justin Herbert in, how much they're going to be willing to let him keep that ball will be another really big question I have going into week one. But let's get into this last one here, David. This is also from 619 Shaggy, who added on a good question. Who is the one player that nobody is talking about that could be vital for a W this Sunday and why? I'll let you take the stage first. Yeah, I think an unheralded offensive weapon that's not really getting a lot of play right now is Jared Cook. And I think Jared Cook going up against this defense where you feel really good about their corners, their safeties are pretty good, but their linebacking core is very young and very inexperienced. So I see Jared Cook being vital in that short and medium intermediate passing game, taking advantage of all those opportunities to get those one-on-ones against linebackers. If it was a position group that would surprise, I might go, you know, that would be vital. I might go defensively since it is one player. I'm going to go with a different one offensively, even though I think Jared Cook is a great call because I think in a game like this where things get tough, he's going to want that security blanket. He's going to want that check down route at times. And I think he's going to target Jared Cook, you know, 10 times this game potentially, right? And that's what could potentially happen out there. I'm going to go with Jalen Guyton. I think this is one where, for me, it's vital because I think he's going to have a couple of shots, right? He's the best chance for the Chargers to stretch the Washington football team's defense. That's going to be something that's going to be important to opening things up underneath. I think he's going to get a couple of deep targets, at least one, right? He's going to have a chance to make a big play. And will he convert it or not? I mean, he only converted about 50% of his, you know, targets last year into receptions. Most of those were deep passes. I think he will have a couple of opportunities now that he is, you know, has to be a focal point in this offense to make some big plays. And with the offensive game plan in this game probably going to be mucked up a little bit because of that great defense they're going up against, they're going to need those big plays to hit this weekend. And he's going to have a chance to make one. I think that will be a pivotal part of Sunday's matchup against the football team. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. But I also have great news because on tomorrow's show, we're going to be having Daniel Popper from The Athletic on the show. We know how much you guys liked the last show that he was on, so we felt it was only fitting to have him come on and preview this game a little bit, preview this season a little bit as we head into week one. So make sure you guys check back in with us tomorrow. And to make sure you guys don't miss it, make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the new Odyssey app. You can find us there. You can also find every show on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD, as well as the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC. We also post the show to our at LockedOnChargers Instagram and our our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. But so excited to hear Daniel Popper's thoughts on the season just to talk Chargers heading into this supercharged matchup this week against the Washington football team. So make sure you guys check back in with us then. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.